the day. Today, uh, my sermon topic is going to be work your weight, work your weight. And, and I want to go with scripture uh, to the book of Acts, the first chapter, the 12th verse, Acts, the first chapter, the 12th verse, it says, Then they returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, a Sabbath day walk from the city. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those present were Peter, John, James, and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. Brothers and my sisters, I really want us to think about the thought, work your weight. Work your way. Now, I must admit, I must admit that uh, this is a, an interesting sermon for me to be able to share because I can't stand to wait. Uh, the reality is I hate waiting. I'm talking about me and my brother. We're in traffic, and if you watch us in traffic, it is hilarious because we will do everything we do, uh, not to press our way through the traffic, but to find alternative routes to the traffic. The alternative route, uh, the ways may say it takes the exact same time as the route we're on, but if we can just be moving because uh, we can't stand that way. I hate to be in a line. I'm talking about it's just a rough thing. I hate to wait. And, and the challenge for many of us, the challenge for many of us, is that we find ourselves at a season in our life, especially a pandemic, in which we've had to wait. Uh, that this season that we've gone through, this season of, of social distancing, this season of being uh, staying in, has been a season that has caused many of us to have to wait. There were plans that we had. There were places we wanted to go. There were things that we wanted to do. But in the midst of it all, we ended up having to be in a space of waiting. And, and I've come by uh, to challenge somebody today uh, that, to work your weight. Uh, that I believe there are things you can be doing in the middle of your weight uh, that can help you to come up on the other side stronger, better, smarter, and farther ahead than you would have if you just sat around in the regular kind of a weight. Uh, when you look at the scripture, uh, here we have ourselves in the book of Acts in that first chapter, the 12th verse, and what we will find is we find ourselves in an interesting moment in the lives of the disciples. That uh, We find ourselves after Jesus has been crucified, Jesus has resurrected, Jesus has sat with them and he's talked with them after his resurrection. He's done many proofs to show them that he was resurrected and now Jesus has ascended into heaven. Before Jesus ascended, uh, as he was with the disciples on several occasions, he told them, look, I need need you to go into Jerusalem and wait there because you're going to receive power and that of the Holy Spirit. Now, it's an interesting thing to me because here you have Jesus. Uh, he has told them to go. He has told them to wait in Jerusalem. In our scripture, we find the disciples have left Jesus. He's ascended into heaven. The angels have sat there and told them, hey, look, why are you still looking up? Uh, uh, he's gone, but he'll come back again. And here you have them going back to Jerusalem, and they go up into this room, and they wait, and they wait in there in prayer, and, and, and they're getting themselves together, waiting on the gift that Jesus told them was there, the power of the Holy Spirit. One of the first things I believe that we can learn that is so significant and so interesting uh, in uh, being able to help you to work your weight is if you're going to work your weight, you've got to understand, one, that God works in the weight. That's right, that God works in the weight. 
I often ask myself, why didn't Jesus just uh, say, here goes the Holy Spirit? Why didn't Jesus just uh, 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 have the power of the Holy Spirit come on them just right in that moment? Why? And, and what I realize is that God works in the way that sometimes we don't get what we want when we want it. We end up having to wait because God is perfecting something in us in our patience. Again, the wait that we're going through the process to the power. And what I realized is they couldn't just receive the Holy Spirit in a level of moving in the power of what God had for them, but they had to go through the process to power. And somebody today, I want to let you know if you're waiting, that's great because you are positioned for the process towards power. Uh, th th that's right, that if you find yourself waiting, if you find yourself not being exactly where you want to be, if you find yourself a sitting in process, that I've come by to let you know you are positioned for power because you're going through what? your process. And your process is where God does a work, uh, not just in, in the midst of what you're trying to get to, but God does a work in you. Uh, I'm so blessed that the reality is that sometimes God needed me to wait, that I couldn't get everything I wanted, when I wanted, the way I wanted it, because God said, no, there's a process to get you there. If, if I give it all to you too early, you won't be ready for it. If I give it all to you too early, uh, that you won't have any humility. If I give it all to you too early, then you'll think it was just you. But if you have to go through a process to get to it, then there's some things I can do on the inside of you. There's some character I'm building in you. There's some determination I'm building in you. There's some persistence I'm building in you that in the process to power, my God, you've got to learn some patience. And so my brothers and my sisters, I've come by to tell you that what we learn with our disciples, what we learn in our own lives, is that God works in the wait. I know God could do it all at once, but the reality is that sometimes God's doing something and I need you not to get disheartened by the wait, but just say God is doing something. Somebody needs to put that in the chat right there. God's doing something in me because if you're waiting and if you're in process, it, it, it may mean that God is working on you, that God is doing something for you, that God is in the process. Somebody, they said God's working on me in the wait. God works one in the wait. The second thing you've got to understand though is you've got to watch your crowd while you wait. You've got to watch your crowd while you wait. I find it interesting that the scripture writer sat there and talked about uh, everybody who was in the room. It said they came back to Jerusalem, they went into the upper room, and then all 11 disciples were in the room. Now, I, I need you to understand that you can pay attention to who was with you as you watch your crowd while you wait because uh, everybody wants to be with you when things are going well. Everybody wants to be with you when you're moving in power. Everybody wants to be with you when you're the big baller and the shot caller. Uh, but you need to watch who's with you while you wait. You need to watch who's with you while you, you, you don't have much. You, you need to watch who's with you and who sticks with you and who sticks beside you uh, when everybody else is talking about you. Uh, who sticks beside you uh, when everything is chaotic. Who sticks beside you when everything is a challenge. You need to watch who sticks beside you. But 
but you also uh, need to understand there's some people that don't belong in the room. If you look at the room, there were initially 12 disciples, but now you have 11. Why? Because Judas Iscariot killed himself because he's the one who betrayed Jesus. He's the one who betrayed Jesus, so he didn't belong in the room. But you need to look at who does belong in the room. Uh, if, if you look at the scriptures, what you'll say is it named the 12 disciples, but it also talked about, and they were in the room with the sisters and, and Mary, Jesus' mother. Now, I need you to understand, brothers, don't you ever keep the sisters outside of the room. It, it's a travesty if you ask me that they didn't name the sisters. It's a horrible thing, and it shows uh, the, it, it, it shows the male-centered, male-chauvinist nature of the writer because in that time period, sisters weren't considered to be in equality with the brothers. But the fact of the matter is that when Jesus preached and when Jesus taught and when Jesus walked about this kingdom of God, the sisters were firmly right there in the middle of it all. And, and, and so what you'll find, my brothers and my sisters, in this room, it's the disciples, but it's also the sisters are there. And, and as you've got the brothers and the sisters in there together, a God is doing a work on all of them. You've got to watch your crowd while you wait. You've got to watch uh, uh, who's with you. You've got to watch. And you've got to make sure, you've got to understand that the people who are in the room are the people who are about the work. Uh, don't you let folks up in the room that ain't about that work? And that's what I said, who ain't about that work. There are some people who have no business having the access in your time of waiting. That, that, that if you put the wrong people in your room while you wait, you'll never be able to get on one accord. If you put the wrong people in your room while you wait, there will always be nonsense. If you put the wrong people in your room while you wait, there will always be drama. Don't you put the haters in your room. Don't you get uh, uh, allow the backbiters to have that kind of access. Don't you allow the petty folks to have that kind of access. But you've got to get folks who think like you. You've got to get folks who are headed in the same direction as you. You've got to get folks who are not trying to take you off track. You've got to get folks who are trying to live for the Lord. You've got to get them kind of folks up in the room with you in the middle of your wait. Don't you realize that your period of wait is some of the most critical times in your life because God's got something. God's got purpose on the other side of your weight. God's got power on the other side of your weight. God's got all of your potential is lining up for the other side of your weight. But now you waiting and all you doing is playing games with the same old fools who ain't really about nothing and ain't trying to go nowhere and ain't trying to do nothing. No, no, no. In your time of wait, uh, you've got to make sure that you watch your crowd while you wait. You've got to make sure to get folks around you that are going to be on the same accord as you, that's going to be on the same wavelength as you, that's going to be on the same page as you, and are not going to be trying to take you outside of what God is trying to do for you. Uh, and, and the time of waiting, that's not the time to have all your temptation friends there. That's not the, the time to have uh, all, all, all of the late night calls to be, no, no, no. That's the time to have your prayer partners with you. That's the time to have your Bible study partners with you. That's the time to have the people with you. You got to watch your crowd. What? While you wait. But the third thing is you got to focus while you wait. Somebody I need to put up in the chat, focus while you wait. There's a saying, uh, and there's even a song, it says, whistle while you work. Uh, I need you to focus while you wait. That's right. You got to focus while you wait. What, what, what do you mean, Reverend? Well, I can tell you this. Your focus determines your future. That's right. Uh, you heard it here, and, and I'm saying it twice. Your focus 
determines your future. What do you mean, Pastor? Uh, it, when Venus and Serena Williams wanted to become the tennis champions that they are, what did they do? They focused on what? Tennis. They didn't focus on the piano. The, 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 they didn't focus on the guitar. They focused on what? Tennis. And their tennis focus allowed them to be tennis champions. When Tiger Woods wanted to be the great golfer from a little boy, what did he focus on? Golf. Whatever you focus on determines your future. That if you focus on foolishness, you'll be a fool. If you focus on the idiot box, you'll be an idiot. That if your focus is on those things that will detract and take you away and are not meaningful, then your life will be a detraction. Your life will be taken sideways and your life will not be meaningful. But you've got to make sure to Focus, my God, on the things that matter. The, the scripture says uh, that, that they came together in that room and it said, and they prayed constantly. How can you expect power with no prayer? How can you expect something spiritual happen in your life, but you had no spiritual focus for your life? They understood that if they were waiting on the promise of God's power, then they needed to stay focused on the things of God. And so the Bible says that they spent constantly their time in prayer because they knew that their breakthrough was coming and it was a spiritual breakthrough. Uh, that many of us want a spiritual breakthrough, but we want to focus on worldly foolishness. And if you keep focusing on worldly foolishness, then that's what you're going to get, the foolishness of the world in your life. But you've got to have a faith focus, that you've got to have a, a seek ye first the kingdom of God and God's righteousness and what, and all these things shall be added unto you. You've got to have a Matthew 6, 33 kind of a focus. That when you focus on God's stuff, then that's when you'll be ready for God to focus on your stuff. But as long as your focus is on everything else, then your life will be everywhere else. But somebody today, my question for you is what? What are you focused on? Uh, that in this season of your wait, in the season of waiting on God, in the season of waiting for your nets, in the season of waiting on God, whether it be waiting on God to bless you in relationship, or whether it's waiting on God to bless you in your finances, or whether it's waiting on God to bless you in your career, or whether it's waiting on God to bless you in your family, my question for you is what is your focus in your wait? Are you working your wait? Or are you waiting on God to do everything and therefore nothing is really happening? I, I've come by to say, what are you focusing on? Are you focusing on foolishness or do you have a faith focus? Because if you have a faith focus, my God, Jesus, if you will focus on, or on the spiritual, if you will focus on God's word, if you will focus in prayer, if you will focus in fasting, if you will focus and spiritual discipline, then God can be able to do something in you. That there is power on the other side of your weight, but I need you to get focused 
and work your way. We're going to talk about this power. Look, we're heading to Pentecost Sunday, and we're going to talk about how the power of the Holy Spirit comes and takes that raggedy group of folks that were focused and turns them into some of the uh, mothers and fathers of the church that we are here today because of what happened in that room with them. The thousands of years later, the community of hope has the audacity to have virtual worship because of what happened uh, in a room thousands of years ago and they didn't even have the internet they didn't even have tv they didn't even have telephones i'm talking about and we're talking about a time period they didn't even have electricity that, that you're going back that far but yet what they did in that room had the kind of impact that lasted for millennia I, I, god wants you to have an impact god wants you to do a work but you've got to get focused now is the time to work your weight. Work your weight and watch God work. Oh my God, I just said something. Work your weight and watch God work. And power is on the other side. Look, folks, I, I want to let you know.